Welcome, everyone, into episode three now of the Iron Stream Podcast. I'm here today with Dr. John Herring. How are you, John? Doing very well, Will. How are you? I'm good. We had a, a very special treat for this week. I'm a big baseball fan. We got to talk to Del Didway, who is the author of Dugout Devotions, as well as a number of other books, uh, sports devotional specific. And, John, what did you think of our interview with Del? Well, Del's a... He's a tremendous guy, and he has all the contacts in the world you'd ever want to have to Major League Baseball, football. He's just uh, – uh, he gets to go some places I wish I could get mm-hmm. to. But I met Dale about a year ago at the uh, Florida Christian Writers Conference, and we just immediately connected. And uh, I heard what he was doing with uh, these uh, dugout devotions where he is going into – the locker rooms of Major League Baseball, and he's interviewing uh, baseball players and managers, coaches uh, who have a Christian worldview and have a have, have a testimony for Christ. And uh, he uses those as the basis for a series of devotions that he's done in this what I'm calling the first edition of Dugout Devotions because I want to see him do more. Yeah. Yeah, so in terms of name-dropping, I don't think we're going to get too much more out of any of our shows. Um, we got Cy Young winners. we got former MVPs. Uh, so not to hype it up too much, but without further ado, here's our interview with Dale Didway and Doug Activations. writer uh, for our, our local newspaper, sports writer, sports editor years ago. Um, I have been a news director at a radio station and I've been in television. So the last 14 years I've been in pharmaceutical sales um, and that's, and I write on the, I, I, I used to dabble in writing on the side just to, just to keep up with it. And like I wrote for Sports Spectrum um, a lot in the past. I haven't done so much recently. Um, and then yeah, about three years ago, my wife started getting on me to do something. Because uh, I think both my boys preach and my wife sings. I always want to do something. So she encouraged me to write a book. A um she, she first encouraged me to start a website and a blog. So I started doing that. And then um, I reached out to some people I did not know at the time. Today we're very good friends. Um, I reached out. Uh, in fact, she's, she's one of the authors in, in this Dugout Devotions. I reached out to her. Uh, she didn't know me. I didn't know her. And we connected. And I, I was wanting some ideas on how to get involved in writing. And she suggested I go to a writer's conference. So I did. And that's where it all started uh, down down at the Florida Christian Writers Conference. And so, um, Troy met my agent Kyle Young, um, and that's just where everything kind of exploded after that. It just kind of took off. So that's where I am today. I I, I do some contributing writing for Athletes in Action um, on a regular basis. I write for I've written for Clubhouse Magazine for Focus on the Family uh, recently. So and then all these books. Uh, started these out. So uh, I have a, a book last year was launched called Buckeye Believer. It's about Ohio State football. And that's done really well. 
and then uh, and, and then we have the other book with uh, New Hope coming out in August. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a family guy. Um, uh, both you know, both my boys are uh, both married and out of the house, but we have a grandson on the way uh, in May. So, um, you know, we go to church on a regular basis. My wife sings, uh, plays piano. So, I mean, that's who I am. I'm, I'm kind of a boring guy. Okay, so John, I just want to start off by saying I'm just a huge fan of the book. Um, I'm a big baseball guy, so to hear a lot of perspective from athletes I've been following for a really long time was, was awesome. And I guess my first question is, like, how did you build this network of baseball players and players from other sports and other books you've written uh, to get that perspective from them? Well, um, it took about a year of going to uh, Major League Baseball games. I didn't know these individuals, obviously. Uh, they're kind of – they have a little circle that's, you, that's kind of tough to break into. But I would go down to, you know, Cincinnati Reds games or Cleveland Indians games and use my press credentials, get down in the clubhouse, you know, three or four hours prior to each game, uh, find, my, find the guy that I wanted to talk to, and then approach him, sit down with him, tell him what I was wanting. They want to talk about their faith. And then they typically had time to, you know, give me five, six, seven, ten minutes, and we would have a great discussion. And so I would do some research on who to target, who to, who to try to talk to, um, and just go up to them. And they were more than willing to talk to me after I told them what I was want, wanting to talk to them about. And it kind of was lighthearted conversations, and they, they enjoyed talking about it. Yeah. And so how did you get the idea, like, this is something I want to pursue? I want to try and write this book the idea came was was hatched two years ago in fact it was two years ago this week down at the florida christian writers conference where i was sitting down to dinner with my agent and with another publisher and he this this publisher and editor pitched the idea to me because they knew my sports background and they said a sports devotional baseball football devotionals would would do really well and it would be a great way to minister. So my agent and I said, Hey, let's, let's get to work on this. And then, uh, about a year later, I, I, uh, I finished the book and then, um, met John at the Florida Christian writers conference last year and we formed a good relationship. Um, he liked the idea and that's where we are today. So how many interviews do you think you did total, uh, over the course of the year accumulating all these emails from guys? With, with baseball, oh my goodness, I probably did uh, you know, at least 40, 30 to 40 interviews. And, um, you know, I, I would like, if I would go to the Cardinals games, I knew there were two or three players and coaches who had a faith profession. So I would get two or three there. And then I would go up to Cleveland and then, you know, try to catch a player. And then down to Cincinnati and try to catch a player. You know, I, I was never shut out. You know, there was, there was a couple of times when it kind of looked that way that I wouldn't be able to get to talk to the player. And, um, but it all worked out. In fact, the, the interview I did with – one of the interviews I did with Ben Zobris of the Cubs, I uh, was down there. He was getting um, some physical therapy going on with his, um, with his legs prior to the game. And uh, I was kind of waiting around, waiting around just his, his uh, stall – and one of the players came up to me and he says, you know, can I help you with something? I said, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to wait on Ben. And, uh, of course, Ben's kind of a popular player. And um, he said, well, wait a minute. 
she, so he ducks around the corner, then whispers to me, he goes, Hey, Hey, psst, psst, come back here. He says, Ben, I'll talk to you back here. I'm like, well, 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 thank you. That's very nice of you. So I was able to go back and do one of the, one of the interviews while Ben was getting nice down. <laughs> and so I, I'm a lifelong Braves fan. So I was very happy to see a few former Braves creep in there, like Blaine Boyer. Um, which players out of the yeah. 40 or so that you interviewed gave you the best response? Which one was most memorable to you? Oh, Blaine was fabulous. I mean, you mentioned Blaine. Blaine and, and I hooked up through uh, a, a gentleman who's also in the book. His name is Mike Rickard. He's the uh, scouting uh, director for the Boston Red Sox. And he sent me Blaine's contact because this was when Blaine was um, was with Boston. And he said, you got to meet this guy. So I, uh, I met Blaine when he was uh, still with the Red Sox. And we text back and forth. And his story is so inspirational. He got me motivated. And uh, we sat there on the uh, on the in the dugout prior to the game for like 45 minutes just talking. And she was sharing his testimony and sharing what what inspires him. And we still stay in contact. And in fact, Blaine wrote the foreword of this book. And um, he's he turned into a a good friend. And we appreciate his foreword that. But uh, Blaine was a spectacular uh, uh, time to sit down and 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 talk with. And he put me in contact with Adam Wainwright because I would say to him, Hey, who else can I talk to? And he goes, well, you know, St. Louis is coming to town. You need to get with Adam. And so, and that broke the ice because I went up to Adam Wainwright and I said, Hey, Blaine Boyer said, suggested I should talk to you. And Adam says, Oh really? Well, that's great. So that kind of opened doors to talk to other players. Yeah. And so over the course of all those interviews, what do you think were some of the biggest common threads that, that you had Yeah, one of the most common themes that a lot of the athletes would say to me is that one of their biggest struggles was the issue of identity and having to realize, you know, that they make, they make a lot of money to play a baseball game. They have a lot of fans. They have a lot of pictures being taken. They have a lot of autographs. So they're their biggest obstacle is, you know, who they are. In fact, Ben Zober said that he goes, I have to step back every morning and say, Hey, I, I play baseball, you know, and I get these awards, which are great, but that's not what I want. I mean, it's, 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 it's their job and they appreciate it, but they have to step back and say, you know, I, I'm not as big as these people make me out to be. I am a person. I'm a man. I have problems. I have issues. I have joys. So identity and their struggles with that is sometimes that was a very common theme among all of them. Yeah. And something that a lot of people don't realize about that profession in particular, especially if they're at the major league level, these guys play 162 games in about 180 days. So you talked about identity. What were some of the other daily things that these guys have to struggle with, with their faith particularly? Well, one of them is not being home. That, as as you just mentioned, they're on the road a lot. They have issues. Um, in fact, I was in the clubhouse waiting to talk to one of the players, and I don't want to say who who this was, but he was on the phone with his wife, who was upset because they were having issues at their house. You know, they were having uh, like all these water leaks, and she was she was on the phone upset, and he was like, "Man, you know, I I can't be there till Thursday." Let's let's take care. You know, so everyday problems 
that I can take care of at, at my house, they, they're not there or they'll miss their child's uh, recital or their school play because they're on the road. So that was one of their, their struggles that they deal with is they miss, they provide for their family, yet they miss out on the little things that I take for granted, like my son's little league game or things like that. So that's one of their biggest struggles is not being home to enjoy family as much as they'd like to. Hi, this is John Herring again. Thank you so much for listening to the Iron Stream podcast. We enjoy being able to bring you some of our newest authors and letting them tell more about their books. This week is certainly no exception. Uh, thank you for listening to our interview with Dell Didway. Dell's book, Dugout Devotions, is now available wherever books are sold. So go to your local Barnes & Noble or Books A Million or if you want to purchase it online at newhopepublishers.com, I think you would uh, thoroughly enjoy having this book in your library. It's also a great book to use for a little league or to use for uh, devotions for your family. I encourage you to pick up your copy today. And thank you for listening to the Iron Stream podcast. And so as you worked your way through all these interviews, going from clubhouse to clubhouse, compiling this book, what were these guys teaching you as you were, you know, trying to prepare something to teach other people? Uh, well, there were a couple of things with that. They, they, you know, they taught me to appreciate what I have because they miss out. They, again, they can provide for their families uh, financially, which is fabulous. And their kids may look up to them and, some kids, you know, develop a resentment uh, because their dad's not home all the time. But one of the things that I learned and one of the things that I've instilled in my life now is a lesson that two, um, two coaches, managers taught me. Um, one is Clint Hurdle of the Pittsburgh Pirates, and one is Mike Matheny. When I interviewed Mike, he was the manager of the Cardinals. Now he's with the Royals. But they told me that they have these groups of men that they can fight in on a regular basis, like on a monthly basis. And in fact, Clint Hurdle calls them his Mount Rushmore where he will go and he'll have coffee with these men and they sit and they hold each other accountable <clears throat> because, you know, they, you know, when they're on the road, they have issues, they have problems. And then they want to be able to make sure they don't stray and make sure that they don't, you know, fumble, um, along the way. So they have these groups that they report to each other and they hold each other accountable. And Mike said, he does the same thing. He says he has a sort of board of directors that he, that they're volunteers, obviously they'll meet over coffee or meet at, over lunch when he gets home and they'll, he'll say, Hey, this is what I'm struggling with, or how can I help you today? And things like that. So that's something that I've implemented into my life. Um, you know, I, I have, I've recruited, you know, four other men um, that we, we try to hold monthly conversations uh, because they're spread out throughout the nation, but we'll have calls to, to one another and I'll tell them, Hey, I'm, you know, hold me accountable. Ask me if I'm doing this right or I'm doing that right. And, and it's based on total honesty because it's very easy to lie and like fib about it, but uh, we don't do that. So it, that's something that I've instilled. Um, I've formed a little board of directors myself and that they hold, we hold each other, um, accountable. We pray for each other and we help each other. 
Yeah, and so kind of along those same lines, what do you think were your biggest spiritual takeaways for you as you had these interactions with these guys, as you started having deeper conversations with the guys you were interviewing? What was the Lord teaching you as a result of putting this book together? Well, one thing I've, that I think I know I've grown in is I, I do my daily devotions. I do my Bible studies. But in talking to these athletes and then going back and writing about it, I had to really, you know, find scriptures to go with these devotional and then help me to get more um, into the word. Uh, and, and, and really look at what I was writing about and have a verse to apply to it. So it helped me actually uh, know more of the Bible. Um, again, I, I read it every day in my daily time, but I thought it's a, I really learned more about Scripture during this time because I would write their story, and then I would have to search and research to find Scriptures to go with it. And, and, it, and I sometimes I would go through... 20 to 30 verses to find what I was looking for. So it helped me, you know, uh, not understand the word more, but get into it more because the more you read, the more you will understand it. So um, that's how it helped me to really dive into the word, find the scriptures to relate to it and then apply it to my life. And Dale, along those same lines, as you, as you think about using this book for, uh, for the public, what are some, what are some ideas you had for ways that uh, groups or individuals could use the book going forward? What are some ideas that you might have for uh, how to use this at home, for example? Well, they can, you know, if it, it, it's geared mainly, I guess, one of the primary audiences is men, but obviously anybody who likes baseball or anybody who likes family time, um, they can try to t take this book and each chapter is a, is a pretty quick read. It's about seven to 800 words. So it's not a very lengthy read. And it's something they can accomplish in, you know, three to five minutes and get a, uh, get a little motivation uh, out of it and a little, a little inspiration, hopefully. Um, I think it's a great way to um, sit around um, if they do weekly devotions with their family to, you know, the, the dad or mom can, can read one of these devotions and hopefully apply it to their life. And one of the things that I'm talking to is a couple of um, local high school uh, baseball coaches. And uh, in fact, I'm going to meet with one tomorrow and, and I'm going to say, yeah, this is a great tool to give to your, to your players. Uh, I know one of the guys who's in the book, his name's Tim Martin. He was my son's high school coach and uh, he's a scout now for Boston, but he would hold daily prayers before each game with his team. And he says, man, I wish I had something like this back when I coached. He said, I, I would have, you know, I would have given out a copy to each of my players. So that's something we're going to explore. And I think it's a good way to um, unify a team. I think it's a great way to, you know, teach players that there's more, you know, that there's more than baseball. There's how you can apply it through baseball. And that's what, that's what, some of these stories tell it, it's, it's not a book about baseball. It's a book about baseball players and their struggles and their faith. I just happened to use these, the, these famous athletes uh, to get a point across, but I think it's a, it, it would be a great tool to use with a lot of coaches um, to, hope, to try to motivate their players and try to send a message to them as well. Yeah, I was remembering my, my old days when I was coaching little league and, you know, if I had something that I could read before practice, or read at the end of practice, 
they're short enough, you know, especially for the older kids. It may not apply to some of the younger little league teams, but, you know, middle school, high school teams, uh, something they, they, they could uh, read to kind of wrap up the, the afternoon, if you will. Uh, that's, a, that's a great idea. Yeah, and the fact that uh, my my uh, my uh, granddaughter's uh, little she's in the she's five years old and her little basketball league just just wrapped up. But each time, each game we would go to, they would have a halftime devotion, and where you know the um, the, the the people over the league would gather the teams together during halftimes and they would read a scripture and they would uh, they would do this little you know, two minute devotion. And I thought, well, this would be great for something like that, you know, at like a halftime or uh, in, in the seventh inning stretch or something like that. So uh, that's something we're going to talk to a couple of coaches um, that we know that have private schools, because I don't know about public schools, whether they would permit this, but um, some of my coaching friends, we've already reached out to, to, to talk to them about it, that they could, uh, after, you know, if, if they have a lengthy practice on a Saturday or if they have a double header, they can gather the team together between games and do a, a, a little five-minute devotion with them. So I think that's a great opportunity there. Dell, on behalf of baseball fans, baseball teams, baseball players all over the place, thank you so much for putting this put together and giving us the perspective inside the dugout of how these guys – work through their faith on a daily basis oh yeah it's it's been a it's been a complete blast writing this i've had fun i've made some friends i mean clint hurdle and i uh clint's the manager of the pittsburgh pirates uh clint and i are because of this because i went down and talked to him about his faith we stay in touch we're actually friends we're going to be doing a book signing with clint in pittsburgh um on may the 4th right before a game and it's been fun, and I'm, I've, I appreciate New Hope Publishers and I and Iron Stream Media for giving me this opportunity to get this book out there. Well, we're thrilled to have you as one of our authors. We're looking forward to more, and uh, don't want to spill all the beans right now, but we do have another book in the works, and looking forward to yes. promoting that when the time is right. But right now, we encourage everyone to go out and get a copy of Dugout Devotions, and uh, it's uh, out there available in Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, wherever books are sold. My favorite spot is newhopepublishers.com, but uh, uh, really thrilled uh, with the early success of the book and look forward to what God's going to do as a result, Dale, uh, as we help see you help uh, uh, many who will pick this up and use this as a part of their daily lives. I appreciate it. Thank you, John. We just heard from Del Didway here on the Iron Stream podcast. And Dr. John, what was your biggest takeaway from what Del had to say? Well, just the thinking through what these guys at in Major League Baseball go through every year. I mean, they're away from their homes for half a year, plus all the uh, the training and uh, all the other activity around just being a Major League Baseball player. Just the pressure must be unreal. But being away from their families and just the normal everyday life of the family. I, I guess I knew some about this. You know, my dad played major league baseball, but I was so little, I don't remember much about it. But uh, the, just the fact that, you know, their wives or spouses are at home and they're 
having to take care of all the details at home while you're on the road and you can't do anything about it, plus all the demands and the pressure of being in the spotlight all the time. It's uh, uh, it really cost me to know I need to pray for those guys more, especially as I go through the devotions again. I want to make sure I pray for each one of those gentlemen uh, specifically. Yeah, it's not something they usually think about. You know, I watch – 100 plus baseball games a year and that's not the first thought in my head of like you know i wonder what this guy's home and family lives and especially if they're christians you know what their day-to-day uh, devotion to the lord what that looks like and so like having that perspective from dell i think is really valuable and it makes me root for the guys that are in the book you know like to be able to like get a look behind the curtain of um you know what they go through on the day-to-day basis and how their relationship with the Lord has developed and how baseball has molded that was really interesting. So that's Dale's book. It's really good. Hope you guys go out and buy it. And John, give us a little preview of what we got coming up on the next one. Well, the next podcast, we have uh, the privilege of, of interviewing Jennifer Kennedy Dean. Jennifer is, uh, she is the leader of uh, really a prayer movement in the hearts and lives of churches all across the country. And she's the executive director of the Praying Life Foundation. Many of you through the years have uh, read her work. She's authored dozen or more titles. Uh, she is a staple writer for New Hope. But this this book is her newest book is called Seek, and it's 28 days of prayer in a four week session, uh, four four week. Uh, format this designed specifically for churches to use as they begin to craft seasons of prayer. So we're just thrilled with the opportunity to publish Jennifer's new book, Seek, 28 Days to Extraordinary Prayer, and we'll be interviewing her next time on the podcast.